Hello, and welcome to the Leader Life Podcast. I'm Brittany Watson, the host of the Leader Life Podcast, and I'm back for episode number three. This is one of my most favorite conversations. I love relationship talk. Um, I love talking to married people. I love talking to unmarried people. It just does something to my insides. I don't really know why. Um, I definitely feel like me and my husband even are graced in the area of marriage and relationship talk. So that's probably why. But I'm so excited to talk about this because I truly believe that as women, we've been indoctrinated um, to truly believe that our happiness will come the moment that we get married. Um, We've been overly exposed to the concept of marriage being the end all be all. From the age of five, uh, Disney princesses, we are kind of groomed to be wives. We are groomed to be mothers. And although I don't think it's a bad thing, um, it can be very unhealthy when we've kind of been indoctrinated with time slots. We've, we've, we were brought up to believe by a certain time you will be married. By a certain time you should have kids. By a certain time if these things don't happen, okay, clearly something wrong with you. And I just think it's just crazy that we have been like so overly um, consumed with the thought of marriage, with the thought of our Prince Charming popping up one day on a, a shining horse. <laughs> but we've been like taught that this is the goal. You grow up, you of course you go to college, of course you go to school, you get a job, um, but you, you grow up and eventually you are doing all these things to prepare yourself to be a wife. And I think marriage is phenomenal. Don't get me wrong. I'll be married for seven years coming up in September. So it's totally awesome. Um, it's a beautiful thing. Don't get me wrong. However, I think that because we've been taught marriage so much in today's time, we're seeing that there's probably not as many people actually getting married as we've been indoctrinated to believe that should be. And so I think that um, it's taking us some time to actually step back and say, okay, what have we been taught wrong? Why um, Why do I feel some type of way because I'm not married at 27 or I'm 37 and I suppose if I had kids at 35, why do I feel some type of way? And I truly believe it's because of the culture, because culture have taught us that success or even by a certain age, you should be at a certain place. And I truly believe that because of these concepts, because of um, different um, doctrines and because of these different things that we've been overly exposed to, we've literally opened ourselves up to just so much disappointment. I talked to so many women about just life and more times than not, (laughs) the factor of being single comes up so much in conversation. And it's just so crazy that, listen, for for some of y'all, you may not be extreme, but there's some people that are extremely extreme when it comes to being single, when it comes to being unmarried. A lot of people um, equate being single with worthlessness. A lot of people equate singleness to not being good enough. And, And this may not be the case for everybody, but this is the case for a lot of people. And I always 
kind of like breaks my heart a little bit because it's just like, wow, like we've really been indoctrinated to believe that success only looks one type of way. And you have people that literally they're single, they're rocking it. They have degrees, they're doing so many great things, but yet they still don't feel that they've reached a level of success because they're alone, because they don't have a ring on their finger or because they have to sleep in their bed at night. And I think it's just, it's so crazy because I'm like, girl, you the bomb. Like you got all these things going for you. But yet because of culture and because of different doctrine, we've believed that all of those things that we work so hard still doesn't mean anything because you got to get in the bed by yourself at night. And I just think that that's nuts. Um, now, granted, I know some of y'all were like, well, it's easy for you to say that because you're married. But listen, I wasn't always married. Um, I have people, I have friends that are not married. I have people around me that are not married. I had a, se- a season where I literally was not married. So I think that that grants me something (laughs) that grants me room to even be able to talk about it. And it's just, it's just really crazy to me. So I think it's nuts because now granted, I don't, I'm not saying it's nuts as if like you can't want certain things. That's not what I'm saying, but that we've literally tricked ourselves to believing that we're not as successful or that something is wrong with us because we are not married. Um, Singleness is phenomenal. Okay, let me just say that. (laughs) Being single is so phenomenal, but we don't see that story highlighted as much as we see marriage. Now, granted, like I said, marriage is beautiful. I think what it represents with Christ in his church, in the body of Christ, I think is absolutely phenomenal. But singleness is absolutely like beautiful. There's levels of freedom that single women have That us married people, listen, we just don't got it. (laughs) We just can't just make decisions for ourselves. We can't just go pop up and say, oh, I want to go on a trip tomorrow and actually do it. There's so many restrictions um, to actually being married that I think that people who are unmarried don't even know about. So just the level of freedom that comes with being single is beautiful. You literally can take the time to just enjoy yourself all the time. Now, granted, there's some single women who may have children. So of course we know parenting and being a mom, that kind of changes that freedom a whole lot of bit. <laughs> but when you are single, you literally can enjoy yourself. You can do whatever you want to do when you want to do it. You don't have to answer to nobody. You don't have to make decisions thinking of nobody. You literally have a season that you can be selfish in every decision that you possibly make. That's beautiful. <laughs> That's so beautiful. And I know it's all about perspectives because some people probably like, well, I don't care. I don't mind to, I don't have to be selfish in my decision making. But it's like literally, if we don't change our perspectives of what singleness looks like, we will continuously open up doors of disappointment. We will continuously just be miserable and literally hate one of the most beautiful seasons that you can ever have. When I was single, I wasn't 30 something, of course, I was in my 20s. Um, But when I was single, wow, like I learned so much about Britney. I learned so much about myself. Like people would always think that I was a little cuckoo, like some of my friends, because I would take myself out on a date. Honey, listen, if I want a five star meal, I'm not going to wait for no man to bring it. I went and did it myself. If I wanted to go enjoy a movie, I went to it myself. If I wanted to go invest in myself, and go to a conference I went myself because 
God began to show me my value. And I think that sometimes when we are such in a rush to get married, we miss out on so many things, so many things that can cultivate us, so many things that can grow us up, even exposure to just different life experiences and life expressions is really crazy because I often always equate people who say that they're miserable single. I always equate that to like, okay, you don't really understand your value because in moments that you can literally only focus on yourself, you're so in a rush to focus on somebody else. When you get married, listen, your attention is not just on yourself anymore. You have to literally Put your attention, well, I'm talking about people that really want to have a healthy marriage. Now, I'm not talking about (laughs) y'all, the people that don't really care about, you know, they're still selfish in your marriage. I'm not talking about those people. But for those people that are actually trying to do marriage selflessly, you cannot, you literally have to put your spouse before yourself in every aspect of life, in every decision. And so when I see people who are miserable um, being single, I'm like, do you understand your value? This is a time that you can literally invest so much in yourself if you understand how much you are actually worth see sometimes we only equate value to sex so it's like oh you didn't understand your value and you gave your sex away but I often equate miserableness in singlehood or in the single season with not really understanding your value not really understanding that like literally God has you in a place that he can show you and reveal so much of himself to you uninterrupted This is uninterrupted time. This is time where God is literally showing you who he wants you to be, cultivating you, growing you up, allowing you the freedom to explore. You can stay in worship for hours. I remember when I was single, I had a certain time when I prayed. um, I would literally pray in my closet forever. Okay, I will literally just zone out and just be in there forever. I cannot do that type of stuff now. Like literally it's on a schedule. I have a certain amount of time when I can pray. I have a certain amount of time when I have to uh, be a wife, when I have to be a mother, when I have to be a pastor or when I have to just be a woman that actually has a nine to five job. Like your time is allocated to so many different things that being single eliminates a lot of that stuff. Like you can do whatever you want to. And I just think that it's, it's so, it's so sad to see people mishandle a potent season. It's so sad to see people want to rush past something that God is, has gifted you. Singleness is literally a gift that God has graced you with, but we have tricked ourselves to believing that we are cursed because we're single as opposed to seeing the beauty in, in, in the blessing in that single state. Now I don't want, I'm not by no means saying like don't wish and don't have goals and don't aspire to be married. But what I'm saying is don't rush the process because the truth of the matter is if you are miserable, single more than likely sorry you probably will be miserable married I don't understand how we have really uh convinced ourselves to believing that a spouse is going to like make everything that we feel go away no that same miserable person that you feel the same person that don't really like themselves the same person that don't really invest in themselves you're probably going to be that same person and it's probably going to be even more stressful because now You are miserable and now you got to figure out someone else when you get married. Like 
this is a time as those who are unmarried that you really can just live and be free and explore and, and spend time with God and allow God to show you. And you can listen, you can even make errors and it not affect you as bad as it would affect if you was actually married. You can go and do the dumbest thing ever. Now, don't don't call me on that. Don't go out here <laughs> and do something dumb. But literally, when you are married, every decision that you make will affect your spouse, whether it be a good or wise decision or the dumbest decision that you could have ever made. And ultimately, those dumb decisions will affect how healthy your marriage actually is. When we are single, you can make all of the mistakes you want to make, learn from it, do better tomorrow. <laughs> like you, it, it's just so crazy that we are such in a rush. Even us who are 35, 40 plus, I get it. Time is ticking. Technically, they say your biological clock is running out. But it's like, even for those women who be like, okay, I want to have kids. But don't you really serve a God that you believe that can make things happen for you? Like, we believe God for what we want to believe God for. But then when it comes to, well, I got to hurry up and have children. Like, don't we believe that God blessed Sarah to have children, Abraham and Sarah to have children in old age. Now I don't want y'all to be out here having no kids at like a hundred years old, but we got to believe the God that we actually serve understanding that if God put something in your heart. Now I said, God, because sometimes we just make stuff up and say it's God, but I'm, I'm literally meaning if the father reveals something to you about your future, he's faithful. Those things will manifest. But I believe that for a lot of people, we're not seeing these things manifest because we're not we're not sober enough to embrace the moment. We're not sober enough to say, okay, I'm single. I do want to be married, but right now I'm going to invest in myself. I'm going to learn myself. It's so crazy. I've talked to a lot of single people and, and, and they're in a, not in a rush, but of course they want to be married. And like I said, I think it's phenomenal. You want to be married. That's great. However, there are certain things that I even believe that you should know about yourself before you even have a spouse. For some people, you should know what makes you happy. Here's what we do. We don't know what makes us happy. We don't feel like we're valuable enough to invest in ourselves during our single season. So then what we do is we don't even know ourselves. We don't know what moves us. We don't know anything about ourselves. So then we want to bring a spouse in and confuse the heck out of them because they not going to know either. And you're supposed to be the person that exposes your future spouse or exposes that person to the things that you like, the things that you don't like. But most of us, because we have mishandled our single season, we don't even know what we like. What makes you happy? What do you enjoy doing by yourself without having to have family or friends included? What are some things that you do for yourself that brings you gratification, that brings you joy, that brings you a sense of peace? These are the questions and these are the ways that we should be intentional during our single season. Figuring out ourselves, figuring out what moves us, figuring out what we enjoy, figuring out what irritates us, figuring out our favorite restaurants. There's so many things, there's so much room for us to explore, but we're in a rush. I mean, just because you get married doesn't mean you're going to have a healthy marriage. Healthy marriage comes with communication and even being able to be solidified in your identity as an individual. So if you are not solidified in your identity as an individual, I don't know why we've convinced ourselves that a spouse is going to help us solidify our identity. 
No, a spouse is probably going to complicate that a little bit more, especially if your spouse is solidified and you're not. Our single season should be the time where we are literally becoming solidified in who God has created us to be. What does that look like? God, what did you call me to be? What did you create me on this earth to do? I think these are questions and we should be able to even uh, um, get to some of these answers in our single spaces so that even when we start to entertain future spouses, we know what kind of spouse we need because we spent time with God enough to understand what we're called to do, to know what kind of spouse, what kind of characteristics, what kind of attributes would actually complement what we are actually called to do in life. But we don't even think that far. We just want somebody that make us look good for the gram. Listen, y'all gonna be real. <laughs> we just want to get 500, a million, a hundred likes. We just want to go viral when we post our wedding pictures. But it's like, okay, after the picture is posted, you still got to live with the fact that you don't know who you are. You still got to live with the fact that you missed out on the season of discovery. You missed out on that discovery season where God wanted to spend time with you to reveal who you actually were called to be. But instead, you were such in a rush to get married. It's crazy because I often want to ask people, why do you want to get married? Because I feel like in this culture right now, especially with social media, we have placed marriage on this pedestal. And like I said, it's phenomenal. I rocks with marriage. I wouldn't have had it any other way to be married to the person that I married with at the age I was married to. It's phenomenal. But we've idolized marriage so much that we literally don't even know why we want to be married. We just want to be married because that's what we're supposed to be doing. Why do you want to be married? And for some people, if you want to be married just to have a kid, I'm like, okay, like when the kid grow up, this is why you have people that are married for like 30 years. And when their children leave the house, they get a divorce because they never, their motive for even being married wasn't right. We got to check our motives. Do we want to be married just because that's the thing to do? Do we want to be married because we want to look cute with somebody? Or do we want to be married because we understand what marriage is and we understand our identity enough to understand that we can advance the kingdom of God with our marriage? Like we have to literally step back and say, why do I even want this? Do I want it just because all of my people around me, all of my friends, my family, they're actually getting married? Or do I want to get married because I understand what it actually means and I feel like I have the capacity to walk that thing out? Because what you have is a lot of single people, they want to get married and then they get married and they still act single and then you end up divorced. And then you got to deal with the trauma of cleaning up the divorce when literally if you would have took the time in your singleness to just journey with the Lord, you probably could bypass a lot of unnecessary trauma that takes place in marriage. Marriage is beautiful. Singleness is phenomenal. I took time, um, and a lot of people that personally know me, um, I often talk about my story. Like I was a, first of all, let me tell you something. I was a hot mess, um, <laughs> a completely hot mess. Every relationship was a hot mess. Every relationship was like just doing stuff just to be doing it. Not really like even fully into it, but I convinced myself that it was literally the thing that I should have been doing in that moment. The moment that I gave my life to God for real, God took me on this journey and I was literally single for two whole years um, well, I was single longer than two years, but like intentionally single for two years. And God had me. I couldn't get nobody my number. Um, I couldn't entertain nobody. I wasn't fake talking to nobody. I was not entertaining anybody. I literally was with God. 
And those two years changed my life. For so many people, they see me and they like, oh my God, you're so different. And it's like literally because I took the time to just journey with God. I didn't care about, I mean, friends. I didn't care about none of that stuff. I wanted to be who God had called me to be. And I knew that I was so invested in so many things that, that pulled me away from God that I had to go for God. And I took those two years and it wasn't like, okay, I'm going to take these two years. And I know eventually you're going to bring me a husband. No, a husband was so far from my mind. Like I didn't, I mean, of, of course I grew up thinking one day I would get married, but during this season, a husband was so far from my mind. Like I wasn't thinking about getting married. I was in college. I'm like, listen, I just want to get out of college, live for you, whatever you want me to do. I'm here, Lord type of person. Um, but literally I took those two years and I just spent time with God. It was so amazing. Like I enjoyed being by myself, taking myself on dates. I enjoyed it so much that when my husband came, I was like, oh, Hey, <laughs> you know, it wasn't like, oh my God, he's my husband. Let me find him. Let me stalk him. Let me say, God told me you. No, it was none of that because I wasn't checking for him. Like I wasn't looking for him. Marriage was not on my mind. God was on my mind. All I wanted to do is be who God called me to do, be. And the moment that my heart was like so into God and yielded to whatever he wanted me to do was the moment that my husband came and it became something beautiful. Like it was not a goal of mine to track down my husband. I was not dreaming about, okay, Lord, when is my husband coming? No, it was literally, I was so invested in God that my focus became whatever God wanted my focus to be for that season. And because I was so invested, I truly believe that's when God brought my spouse because then he was able to cultivate me. He was able to reveal identity to me because I didn't have an identity. I was super duper insecure in appearance, super duper insecure in everything that I did. And if if I would have been that insecure person going in to get married, I would have ruined my husband. I thank God for that time of me just journeying with him because he built a confidence in me. He showed me my identity. He solidified me. He validated me. He affirmed me. And then he presented me to a husband. It ain't deep. This just my story. I'm not saying that this may be your story. What I'm saying is I think that we at least owe ourselves enough the time to just journey with God. I was so used to bouncing from relationship to relationship that the concept of like being by myself is like, what you mean? I can't go out on a date. Like I can't, you know, I can't sleep with this guy. Like I can't do none of that. No, like it was so beautiful that God literally made me so content in that single state that when my husband came, I'm like, he can go. <laughs> I mean, like, I'm like, okay. I mean, he could come or he can leave, but it wasn't like, oh my God, yes, he's here. It was just like, okay, we could do this. Because I was so content. I think that we have to get to the place where we're actually content being single. For some of us, you'll say, I'm content, but then the next day you you thirsty to be married again. It's like you either content or you're not. You're either you're you're either happy embracing your single season or you're not. The thing about the single season is that you don't determine when it's up. God does. And we want to embrace our single season for two days. And then it's like, okay, God, I've been waiting for two months. I've been waiting for two months now. You told me it was coming, but it's like literally journeying with God is saying, Father, whatever your time limit, whatever time you want to present this thing, even if, listen, here's the thing, even if you don't want to bring it, I'm content with you. I'm content enough with myself that I can still have an enjoyable life, whether you bring a spouse or whether you don't. But we don't like that because we want what we want and we've been indoctrinated to believe that this is only this is how success look. You're only successful with money, a kid, 
house husband. Not knocking it because I got those things. But I'm saying that we have to literally change our perspective and embrace these moments because the single season, you won't get back. Well, you shouldn't get it back. (laughs) But I mean, we know divorce is a whole thing, but we literally have to just be okay and be content with God. If you're not content with God single, you're not going to be content with God when you're married. This is a thing, you guys. Every dysfunction that you have, whether it be lust, whether it be insecurities, whatever that may be, is only going to be exemplified when you're married. It's not going to stop. Your lust issues, you, you're burning, you want to have sex, you, you dreaming about sex, that's not going to stop just because you get married. The truth of the matter is that's going to exemplify it. This is why people cheat on their spouses because they never took the time to deal with the lust in their hearts, the lust in their inner man before they walked into marriage. This is a real thing. Single season is the time that you allow God to uproot some of that stuff. Not saying that you're going to go into marry perfect. No, that's not a thing. We're human. We all have flaws. We all have things that we need to be perfected in. But there's some things that can be perfected before you get married. But we don't want that process. This is the will of the Lord for us. I truly believe we got to get to the place where we're embracing whatever God says, allowing him time to uproot things, uproot those dysfunctional things in your character that you've embraced as your personality, uproot those insecurities and affirm you in the confidence that he's beautifully created you. This is where we're supposed to be. So when we can present ourselves or when we enter into a relationship, two whole people can come together to make a whole marriage, not half people coming together and making one. No. Two whole people that are solidified in who they are come together and birth something beautiful. That's the will of the Lord. I truly believe this is what God wants for us. Um, I, I just hope that this was a blessing. I hope that this helps some people who are unmarried. And by no means is this is a shame um, for those who are unmarried. Because just because you're married don't mean you got it all together. Listen, honey, okay? Um, this is a whole thing. <laughs> Um, this is by no means a shame, but this is a, I I truly believe this is a place where God will want you to self-reflect and check your motives and see, are you literally allowing him room in this single place to cultivate some things and to change some things and, and to renew and transform you into the person that he wants you to be transformed and renewed into before you are presented or if you are presented to a spouse. This is the beauty of singleness. Embrace that season. For some of us, that season won't come back. And you'll begin to see that you missed out on moments that you could have literally had just to (laughs) woo-saw. Just to be able to enjoy yourself. This is the will of the Lord for us. So I hope that you guys were blessed. Again, if you're tuning in, do me a favor and take a picture, share it on your Insta stories, uh, tag Leader Life and Brittany V. Watson in it just to get the conversation going, just to expose the podcast even more. And I pray that you all are blessed. I hope you have a phenomenal week. Until next time, have a great day. Thank you for tuning into the Leader Life podcast. Please follow us on all social media platforms at Leader Life and visit our website at leaderlife.com.